The Superpowers of the Soul Channel is brought to you by Superpower Experts. Visit superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers today. You're listening to Superpowers of the Soul with Tonya Dawn Rackler and the Superpower Experts. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Superpowers of the Soul. I'm your host, Morikai, and I'm extra excited to be here today talking with our incredibly gifted and wonderful guest about the Hara Dimension. Amelia Vogler, founder of the Vogler Institute, is a grounding and energy medicine specialist, and she came into this life with past life recall, which I cannot wait to dive into and find out so much more about. And she also had the unique opportunity of growing up around her father's family funeral home, which allowed her to cultivate this unusually rich and deep relationship with the human spirit. As a highly trained spiritual coach and energy healer, she currently works with the soul and soul wounding in her global healing practice, and she specializes in an energy system of the soul called the Hara, which we are so, so, so very lucky to get to learn all about together today. Amelia is an absolute treasure with such a wealth of wisdom to share, and I am super thrilled that she's here with us today to shed some of her exquisite light on the Hara dimension for us. Amelia, welcome to the show. Oh, Amora, it's so nice to be here and to you listening. Hello, it's so nice to have this chance to talk with you today. Mm, well, we're so glad you're here. And I'm just so excited to get deep into this conversation with you today. And I'm sure everybody joining us feels the same way about the Hara dimension. But first, I'm sure our very beautiful listeners would love to get to know you just a little bit and hear your answer to our, our favorite question around here. And that is, what is your superpower of the soul and how are you using it for good right now? I love that question. You know, I think my superpower is my ability to listen without judgment. You know, really, really listen from a place of humility and curiosity. I actually think it comes from being in the funeral home so much and seeing death as that great equalizer where you know i i come to to hear the stories of the souls that i work with that's how i use this superpower i listen for patterns and limitations and kind of looping stories in people's lives and i aim or hold intention to help them see these patterns break free of them and then become more free in their own spirit Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, folks, you can hear already the the depth and the richness. We are in for a treat today. I love that answer. I can relate to so much of it. And I can feel the depth of it in the in the in the voice as you speak it. Oh, I'm so eager. I'm just so eager to tap your wealth of wisdom without interruption. Let's go ahead, take our short break now so that we can just dive right in, Amelia, because I have a feeling that we're just going to get in that flow and not want to stop. So just before we cut to break, where's the best place for us to send people to find out more about you and all the amazing things you're up to in the world? You can certainly find me on the web, ameliavogler.com. 
my coursework, voglerinstitute.com, named for my grandmother, not for me. And um, Amelia Vogler underscore healing on Instagram. Okay, beautiful, wonderful. Thank you. We'll make sure those links are up on the show page for everyone. All right, you are listening to Superpowers of the Soul here on the Superpower Network, and we will be right back to get deep into the Hara dimension with Amelia Vogler in just a moment. Stay tuned, everyone. Hi, everyone. I'm Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts. Are you ready to master your life? Are you looking for more calm and peace, connectedness in your relationships, more clear communication, guided thoughts, and a confidence in your ability to come up with creative solutions no matter what happens? Then join us at our next experience. Go to superpowerexperts.com and get signed up today. All right. Welcome back, everyone. This is Amor Kai. And if you're just tuning in, today we are talking with Amelia Vogler about the Hara dimension. And so, Amelia, let's kick it off defining some terms for everybody joining us today. Can you tell us what the Hara dimension is? Let's start there. Yeah, that's a really good place to start, you know, level setting on our vocabulary and our perspective. So, when we're talking about the soul, what are we talking about? We're talking about our that special, unique flavor of our own spirit that contains our personality, our codes like our astrology, you know, where and when we were born on the planet on this planet and what this the star alignments were when we talk about soul we talk about um our unique codes of how we are in relationship with our body with our spiritual purpose with our um akashic records so before we talk about hara we need to talk about soul soul is all those codes that we embody in this incarnation that makes us the special flavor of us mm-hmm. from our spirit, right? Mm-hmm. Got it. The Hara is a scalar wave. And I don't want to go too much into the science now because we can go really geeky, but a <laughs> scalar wave is this beautiful type of energy that literally embodies empowers change, empowers our codes to be, but also can create anything in front of us. So what we are when we are living our soul is we are living our hara, an energy that allows us to create ourselves in every moment, but also has allowed us to really be here. It is essentially the energy system or energy dimension of our soul and our essence. I hope that wasn't too confusing. It gets, it's very confusing when we start talking about these, but it's, you know, think of it, the hard dimensions, like the dimension of my soul and my essence individuated in this lifetime. Mm, I love that. What it brings up for me and reminds me of is sort of the inside out game and the idea of the, you know, for lack of a better word, sort of the underlying blueprint to what I'm experiencing myself as is manifested form. Yeah, 
That's right. I love the vocabulary of blueprint. That's a great mm. way of, of thinking of the Hara. Also realizing because it has that that quality of of empowerment and creation that that mm. pl- that blueprint can change too. Mm-hmm. So it's not fixed. It's like a yeah. dynamic blueprint that Ooh. allows us to change, evolve, and grow as right. we evolve and grow. Okay. And so how is knowing about this of best use for us or how can we put it into you? So we understand maybe that what we're traversing in our world and what we see ourselves as and what we're creating in our lives is the manifested form of this dynamic blueprint that is ever evolving and changing. Do we have influence over that? Can we Yeah, we absolutely do. And Mm -hmm. what I love about it, if we think of of, um, this term of the blueprint, this dynamic blueprint, we also Mm -hmm. start conjuring this awareness of, oh, it's been encoded. Oh, there are layers of, of codes that we can change as we need to, as we grow. So think about what we inherit from the 3,000 years that we've been here on this planet? What are we carrying with us from long ago that might not be serving us? One of those codes that sits here is in, in the Hara is about how we picked our parents before we got here. And maybe we had, like I had, you know, kind of like B minus, C plus, maybe maybe at times C minus D plus parents that mm-hmm. doing the best they can. But, you know, we are also inheriting these relationships around us. And what if, what if there was a way to change the way that we are in relationship with the world that's based on those teachings that we've inherited from those who we have a deep relationship with? That's one of the gifts of the Hara. Hmm. Is this related to, and I'm sure it's yours, energetic origin story? Yeah, that's yeah. right. I wrote okay. the story of how we got from star to body. And right. Okay. The, you know, that is it. That is sort of the story of how does this blueprint create us real in the world? Mm-hmm. This, whatever this real manifested basically really slow vibrational (laughs) field, you know, we're not solid, but we're here vibrating pretty slow. Like Mm -hmm. how'd we get here and what we take with us and how do we, how do we heal from those patterns? Mm, I love it. And so, so let's answer that. So how do we, how does the Hara function in this process? How does it help? How do we work with it? Well, we start seeing these looping patterns in our life. That's when we know we've got a soul pattern. When we keep dating the same type of person or (laughs) holy beep, I've married my father or my mother, you know, or Mm -hmm. we have a life limiting belief, like I'm not lovable. And it's so faint. It Mm -hmm. like whispers in the backtrack of our song such that we are out in the world creating our reality with this this undercurrent of, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I'm not lovable. Mm. 
I'm not okay. I'm not safe. God abandoned me. These are the issues of the Hara. And they manifest themselves as the issues of our everyday, which is what we work with in the chakra system. Mm -hmm. But we can go deeper. And just like a lot of the somatic therapies, embodiment-based therapies, where we start working with going to the origin of a trauma, so too we can do that Mm -hmm. in the Hara, but it's not limited to this lifetime, which is what I find so deeply exciting and provocative is that we suddenly, when we're in the, the language of energy, which is the language of us, we have access to everything. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that makes us limited, uh, unlimited, unlimited mm-hmm. potential for healing, expansion, grounding, beingness, freedom to mm. experience the world as love and receive that great love that's available to us. Mm. What could be better than that? So we, I love right? this so much. There's so many places to go. I love it. I have to pick one. Okay. It's fabulous. So would you talk a little bit more about, you mentioned trauma, talk a little bit more about how trauma expresses throughout the energy system and maybe why the Hara is, is the place to work with it because there's so many approaches these days and while there's so much benefit, it's wonderful. I think that knowing a little bit more about this specifically would be highly, highly beneficial just because I feel like it's so, uh, not just fast, but I guess we could say multidimensional. Yeah. Thank you. I'm just going to, I just like to start when we talk about trauma, that word has come to mean, like you're saying so many things, Mm -hmm. big T trauma, little T trauma, you know, even our field of psychology and counseling has evolved. It wasn't too long ago, really, mm-hmm. that trauma was defined as an event, like a car accident or yeah. 9-11, you know, some mm-hmm. catastrophic event that happened to us. Yeah. Um, you know, trauma is much more than that. And it mm-hmm. comes in a spectrum. So it's not a one thing. It's a it's it you know the definition i use is it's anything that overwhelms the system mm-hmm. anything that kind of brings us into a place where our nervous system can't quite regulate itself we're not in our what's known as the window of tolerance mm-hmm. so from an energetic perspective wh- what does that look like what does that look like when we reach into something in life that disturbs us in such a way that we we react to it? Well, the energy system is holding our core patterning. So we get access to what is being triggered. Is it this lifetime? Is it inherited? Is it intergenerational? Meaning I have not just inherited it from a parent, but perhaps a grandparent or um, something in our epigenetics, our genealogy, getting triggered epigenetically, um, mm-hmm. which is environmental uh, because our genetic code never really changes. It's It's just turned on and off by what's around us. So Trauma, when we look at it from an energetic perspective, what we're talking about is, hey, what what are the patterns that are keeping you from being whole? That's what I'm interested in. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not a psychologist. You know, I'm not a Mm -hmm. let's talk through it. 
I've studied somatics and embodiment because it is so deeply linked, but the language of embodiment and somatics is energy. So it's like, all right, well, let's study the, let's study the language. Mm-hmm. When we see trauma showing up in the energy system, what we what what it looks like is stuck energy. It's stuck, it's fixed, it's not moving. It's basically the body saying, hey, I'm gonna freeze everything right here in this scary, overwhelming moment mm-hmm. so that I can come back to it and address it when I'm more resourced. But what tends to happen is the energy gets frozen. And then we don't really come back to it. And mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's the heart. That allows us that access back to the frozen, to the frozen stories that we're carrying mm-hmm. so that we can re-resource them and then repattern that flow, our flow, your flow. How do you get your flow back moving so that mm. you can continue forth? Oh, I love it. That's such a beautiful and accessible explanation and definition of it. It's um, it's gorgeous. It's very visual too, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Those frozen stories and mm-hmm. the thaw and getting back into flow. I love that. So you mentioned earlier some of those common patterns. Uh, you mentioned, you know, I'm feeling unlovable, maybe I'm not safe. Are those some of the more common patterns that sort of keep your hara from flowing? Is there any others that you can point towards? Yeah, I really think of those as our core wounds. Okay. The hara yeah. is gonna the hara is gonna carry our core woundings. Mm, what okay. we literally are trying to um break free and mm-hmm. move, you know, create movement in again, that's yeah. what our soul is going to hang on to. Our soul is going to carry any of these larger woundings that keep us from, you know, being okay with who we are, because every single one of us, you listening, mm-hmm. were you were born here to be you and only you. Mm-hmm. And so there are these patterns in our energy that that we're trying to work out here. We're in earth school. So we're trying to be more alive, more available, more loving, more in the flow. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I'm not lovable. I'm not worthy. I'm not okay. I'm not safe. I don't want to be here. I haven't been one. able to be mm-hmm. here. I work with that probably once a week, someone saying, mm-hmm. I never felt like I belonged here on earth on yeah. earth. And they're yeah. like, I've never been able to tell anybody that. Mm. Well, that's right. Where's that coming from? Let's check it out. Let's sniff it out in a really nourishing way, very mm-hmm. safe and nourishing way. Not like we're opening the closet, looking in with a flashlight. It, you mm-hmm. know, it's working in this system is pure light. So it is, it is very loving. Um, another one is I've never felt okay in my body. It's quite common, very yeah. common. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, yeah, relationship with God. I mm-hmm. felt like God abandoned me, whatever, you know, you can mm-hmm. put your own word in for, for God, spirit, greater spirit. Because yeah. sometimes in um, if we've had a trauma, this life, that life, whatever, doesn't matter. Why did God make this happen to me? Why did God let this happen to me? Mm-hmm. You know, that really comes up behind that, that questioning. So, so yeah. th- these are some examples of the core wounding, core patterning that you see. 
in the Hara. Very relatable, I'm sure. So you're talking about sort of the functioning of the Hara and these core woundings and different lifetimes. So can you talk a little bit about the maybe the birth and rebirth process of the soul and how the Hara functions in that process? Yeah, we can talk about that. It is a big topic. So let me just take a moment and see where we want to start with that. Um, Okay, high level. Mm -hmm. We are created through a very specific point, um, like a core. We have a core light or essence, our spirit, we could call it. And Mm -hmm. You know, from that great field of the all, we emerge in and through this core light. And that core light contains um, many, many different faces and facets of the same. And so one incarnation is sort of a split off from our spirit, a very special splitting off. Like if you think of a a great river, one tributary kind of going in this one beautiful direction Mm -hmm. on earth in a specific landscape. And this particular tributary has its own rhythm. It has its own song. It has its own qualities. It has its own personalities. It was born here. You know, you were born here in a specific time to a specific family in a specific place, being laden with all of this inheritance. That's Mm -hmm. the soul, that tributary, that special you spirit embodied as soul in this incarnation. We are, um, you know, kind of selected. We uh, individuate using these codes. We are the birthing process is not just a the moment that we arrive here uh, in a body on the planet. Birthing is a whole process of our soul and our embodiment mixing and blending and becoming one. And then once we're born here, there's there's also a place, a space of birth where we negotiate whether we want to be here or not, because there are some children that don't make it. To mm-hmm. full term. There's some children who, you know, they're they're birthed and then they're or they're birthed still, or they're they die mm-hmm. shortly after birth. This is all part of a soul's journey. Um, my cat even told me they're short-term teachers and long-term teachers. And sometimes those short-term teachers are some great ones, some of the biggest ones that we'll ever have, the teacher of a child who doesn't make it. Mm-hmm. We keep on, you know, and then there's this early life. We're young. It's very easy for us when we're younger to stay connected to ourselves as spirits in spirit form. We kind of see that children still very imaginative. They're very much in their right brain. They're very connected to the other side. They often see spirits. As we grow through life, we begin to, we don't shed that knowing, but it gets translated in a different way such that we are um, more focused on being in our embodiment so that we can learn what we need to learn here. We go, you know, through life and then our sunset starts happening where in the same way that 
as a young child, we were remembering spirit. As an older child, we begin, or an older adult, we begin to, f- in some ways, forget life. You know, if you think of your mm-hmm. elders, there's they, they probably don't remember what they wore to church when they were 12 years old on July, whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? The details yeah. start getting fuzzy, but there's sure. that that passing forth where we collect the stories that we need to from this lifetime. What is it that I learned? What Mm. patterns did I unstick that are flowing again? What, you know, what flow am I taking with me? What patterns still are left to look at? And when we sunset back into spirit, there's a period where we start re kind of, it's a healing period where we consolidate Mm -hmm. all of this energetic information back into our spirit. And that sends all of this experience back to that greater river from which Mm -hmm. this tributary, um, you know, passed on or flowed Mm -hmm. off of. And then we do that again. And there's concurrent incarnations that are happening because time is tricky uh, it's very interesting. So I have so many questions <laughs> before I circle back around to, to this, I'll just put a pin in this question for a second. I am so curious to know how you came to know these things. I don't know, mm. but I know soul mm-hmm. and I have, um, that sounds so cocky. I don't really mean it that way, but in my life, this is just I when I sit with somebody, I hear these patterns. When mm-hmm. I see energy, I can ask it questions and I receive answers. So out of my curiosity, being on the side of a casket, looking over at a body that doesn't have the light in their eyes like you and I have, being curious and saying, where did you go? And suddenly seeing the answer and then asking again a Mm. year later, someone else and seeing the same answer and then getting curious about, well, Mm. how do I stay close to my light? What keeps me from my light? So it was, it's just been a continuous dialogue with spirit, greater spirit, my own spirit. And then because I'm super sciencey and kind of real life, I was an engineer for 12 years. Mm-hmm. I started studying this work. So I, I found myself with some extraordinary teachers. And what's really interesting is I always found the teachers that were like the top of the top. Mm-hmm. And they always gave me FaceTime. So I would call them. They'd give me their oh. phone number. And I would say, hey, I have a question. This is what I saw. Do you see it that way? I do see it this way. And ask this question. And what about Mm. this question? And it also is such that, you know, when I need to know something, like, for example, I was just at the beach last week with some girlfriends and I was studying sort of the architecture of the universe. And I went downstairs and I was like, guys, I need to understand like the neuroscience of how fractals support our healing. And they were like, Amelia, have a cocktail. You're on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I need it for this lecture. And I've, I'm just right there. 
And then uh, like two days ago, I get a, an email from an organization that says they're having a, a talk on the neurobiology of fractals and art. And I was like, well, I guess I'll, I guess I'll sign up for that. So that's what I was listening to. I was at the gym this afternoon. I just, and the woman said one sentence and that sentence is what I needed to hear. And I went, aha, that's it. That's it. Okay, I can get off this stupid exercise bike now. I'm going home. <laughs> so it, there's also a sense of just asking and and you mm. and I can get the information somehow. It will come to me. That's beautiful. It, it's it's an astonishing gift and to listen to your direct relationship. Uh, it's quite a privilege. It's quite apparent, but it's it's quite a privilege. Okay, circling back around now to my uh, my other question, we hear a lot about this idea of being grounded in your hara. Can you speak a little bit about what that actually means? What I that would looks love like? To, <laughs> what the benefits are? <laughs> Thank you, you set me up for that. You didn't even know it, <laughs> but with the other question about mm-hmm. sourcing data. Mm-hmm. And um, being available for the magic mm-hmm. and the mystery, yeah, that's being grounded in your hara. Oh, it's, perfect. It allows us, when we are so fully in ourself and we have access to our spirit, that unbridled river from which we came, that river contains such deep wisdom about who mm-hmm. we are. So in one case, uh, just if we take it at the individual level, being grounded in our hara means that we are so uniquely connected to our spirit. We have access to our personal truths, but the hara also anchors to this planet. And so being grounded in our hara also allows us to be deeply connected to the forces that I like to say grow the trees and bloom the flowers. <laughs> so we are also being bloomed and we are also growing with this great force of nature that has literally welcomed us here and said, hi, let's be in a deep relationship. Let me help you manifest whatever you mm-hmm. need to in your life. Let me help you. Let me give you the oomph and the energy it takes to run and fuel your body, vitality, will forces, emotional, our emotional life, like being grounded in our hara anchors us, plugs us right into that original source of earth energy. And Mm -hmm. so in addition to that, the hara also allows us not just to be connected to our personal spirit, but the greater spirit the all that is from where we all arrive. So breeds forth deep compassion and a love for all beings and a kindness, I think, and a softness and the ability to take the crappiest day you've ever had, (laughs) walk into the grocery store and the line's like long and people are grumpy And then suddenly you get up to the cashier and you look them in the eyes and you say, what a long day. Are you doing okay? Mm -hmm. And you just hold that space for them. Mm -hmm. And then usually something miraculous happens because they've needed to be seen 
and they've had a crap day too. And the the being grounded in your hara helps give you the space to remember that these are choices. That's the most powerful thing that we could possibly offer. I mean, you've just described the formula, if you will, for what we can all do to contribute to raising this sort of baseline frequency of the planet itself and our yeah. family of humanity on it to a new baseline frequency of love and above. That's Absolutely. what we're all talking about. That's what we all feel drawn towards. And so many are feeling a little uh, small, a little stuck, a little lost in the how. And that mm-hmm. is a very clear and simple and accessible and profoundly impactful thing that we can all do. That's really yeah. what it's all about. How beautifully spoken. I love that. Okay. So for those beautiful people listening right now going, yes, I feel it. Yes, I get it. Yes, I resonate. Yes, that makes sense. Yes, yes, yes. What can you give, you know, as just a couple of, of tips? What are your top tips? Where can someone at home start the journey? Start to begin to ground into the hara start to get that flow going a little more optimally what would you say well first definitely shoot over to my website ameliavogler.com slash hara h-a-r-a because about four times a year i run a foundations or an introductory course it's free it's an hour and a half long and i'll I guide you through a Hara anchoring meditation and to feel it when you feel it once, it's mm. like I'm home. Mm. And so there are a few parts or points or nodes on the Hara. And so I would invite you as a start to bring your attention about two inches below the belly button. Don't do it if you're driving. But just sit sit your attention, your intention and your attention about two inches below the belly button. And under the presence of that attention and intention, allow that little ball of light to begin to grow a little bit stronger, a little bit brighter. Maybe just noticing, seeing, sensing and experiencing that kind of the center of your physical form. And even just by getting connected to this, it's called the lower dantian. It's um, a part of the traditional Chinese system. Getting connected to this well of energy helps us um, strengthen our connection to our will to be, our intention for being here. And then as you get that connection, Allow that little ball of light not to to be independent, but to river a stream of light down through the perineum, down between your legs, down past the earth, you know, the ground, anchor it into the center of the earth, and then breathe that earth back up into the lower dantian. That's just a really quick Mm. way of of kind of returning to will to be Mm -hmm. and anchoring it back here 
where where you're supposed to be right now yeah in this lifetime mm. Oh, I love it. What a beautiful experience. So visceral. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you for offering a free intro course for so many people throughout the year to have that direct experience. How generous, how beautiful, how inspiring. My pleasure. Oh, it's beautiful. Okay. I have, I, I'm paying attention to the time. I know we're going to need to wrap up soon, but I just can't leave without asking one more question, <laughs> which may be a little left field to what we're talking about and maybe not. But as someone who came in with past life recall, I'd love to hear your thoughts on past life regressions. Oh, I love that question. I don't think they're safe at all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I would love to hear from you <laughs> more on that. <laughs> yeah. I don't use past life regression mm -hmm. in my practice. I think yeah. it's very, very frightful. And I think that there's some, um, I think there's, there's a tremendous risk in re-traumatizing people. Mm -hmm. Imagine being regressed, like a full regression means that you are literally back in that place. Yeah. And I have had and heard of experiences where people have literally not come all the way back or they've mm. left part of themselves there. I had a mentor tell me all about experiences like this. And that was very early in my career with energy medicine. I mean, more like close mm. to 20 years ago. And I said, I will never do that. Wow. So okay. I have a method of, of working with symbolic memory, you know, symbolic memory. Okay. Everything mm -hmm. in the energy, energy is symbolic. Energy is going to tell you a story. So what if we, what if we went at that same memory, soul memory, but we did it in such a way where we were saying, hey, this is symbolic. All we need to know is what you don't know at this moment. Ask yourself, what do I not know that I need to know from the symbols of this experience, the metaphor of this experience? And then you have enough distance Mm -hmm. That you can look at things really objectively mm -hmm. and say, oh, oh, I thought my parents didn't love me because they, they, you know, weren't around all the time. But look, they were both working their butts off and that mm -hmm. they were trying to keep me safe. And I didn't know that. All I thought was I'm not safe because I'm alone. Mm -hmm. Oh, mm -hmm. I mean, that's a very literal uh, yeah. memory, but that, you know, there's others where just working in the metaphor can be, can be, um, really nourishing and give you yeah. that space. So it's a little safer. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. I completely agree in my own experience. And I just love the clarity of your explanation and the, the example that you gave, because it's, it's just so easily accessible. And very clear. And we don't have to lose the benefit. We don't have to lose the gain that we were going to something like that for. We still get to experience that deep healing and that shifting and that unfreezing, so to speak. Uh, yeah. But we don't have to ever re-traumatize ourselves. We don't have to scare ourselves. Yeah, we don't have to. Right. Yeah, it and can be. there's that sense of like, you have survived. Yeah. So yeah. let's start with that. You as survivor. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Oh, I adore you. Okay, I could go forever today. But are there any final thoughts that you just really feel inspired to share given the scope of our conversation today before we wrap up? Well, I think what I what I have learned the most in this work 
Mm. It, it sounds so obvious, but I do think it is the medicine of this time that each mm. one of us is sacred and that each one of us des- deserves to be heard and seen and acknowledged. Yeah. And, you know, offering that as a gift, the like an invitation, the gift of an invitation to put that in the back in your back pocket as you leave the house, everyone deserves to be seen, heard, and acknowledged. That mm-hmm. means the people, you know, who are maybe raking leaves in the neighborhood or the person at the deli or um, everyone, every single one of us is here for a grand reason. And that reason's not has nothing to do with our jobs. <laughs> that right. reason has to do with loving each other. Yeah. And that's it. So you're out there, you know, let's just all go out there and love each other. (laughs) That's how I sign off the show. I just adore you. (laughs) Maybe I was picking that up in the template of the show. Maybe you were. I mean, (laughs) yes, yes, yes. So much. Yes. And now more than ever, now more than ever, because what I am hearing you speak to, and we just, this was our dinner conversation last night, you know, our children were talking about um, bus stops of all things and how they were noticing that uh, they can, you know, if you're empathic or, or you can feel energy, you can feel awkwardness and anxieties and just different energies. And they were noticing that rather than making eye contact, rather than looking at other people, so many people just go to their phones, not because they're actually doing anything, but as a way to just sort of insulate and feel safe and disconnect and not make that connection. Yeah. And listening to what you just said about the medicine of our time. Yes. And walking out into your world with that sort of intention and giving your attention, allowing everybody to feel seen, to feel heard, to do. I mean, there's nothing greater in this moment that I can think of that if we could all just agree to cherry out into our world, that would have a, a bigger impact on all the things that are going on right now in this time-space reality. It's a beautiful call to action that everybody can rise to that will make the biggest difference ever. I love it. Yeah. And I guess I'd like to add to, because I am sort of, um, I do take a macro perspective at things, mm. you know, it is something huge to love each other and pay attention to. This is the second, I guess the other pocket of my mm-hmm. call mm-hmm. is, um, you know, pay attention to those systems in your county, city, state that are um, not supporting uh, all people mm-hmm. because there are systems of poverty and healthcare dip- disparity and, um, you know, to do the big work, we uh, we also need to give love back to those systems because mm-hmm. because they're very very real. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, Amelia. What an astounding conversation! I so appreciate you being here with us today, sharing yourself and your incredible depth of wisdom so very generously. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you so much.
All right, everyone. And thank you all so much for being here with us today, too. As always, I hope today's episode serves your highest possible good and that it inspires you to explore and learn more about the Hara dimension and the mind-boggling healing potential of your own human energy system. And of course, anytime we're talking about optimizing any part of our lives is a great time to talk about SIFA. Creative energy field activation is an absolute game changer. And if you've not yet experienced this beautiful, powerful, and super accessible modality, then I highly encourage you to head on over to superpowerexperts.com to sign up for the next free experience with Tonya Don Reckla today. Until next time, keep unlocking your own superpowers of the soul and put them to great use, creating a life and a world you love. Remember that you are loved. So let's go love each other. Many blessings, everyone. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.